0: So I'm Sam from cs Properties and I'm Jake from Onyx Construction and together we are ramblings of a property investor. We thought we'd make this podcast because between us, we've got a lot of property experience. I specialise in student accommodation and HMOs. And I specialise in all aspects of construction. So we're going to do a week-by-week podcast, either talking about Jake's property experience or my property experience and offer insights to people that are either currently property investing or looking to get into property investing. And hopefully you guys can learn from our mistakes and how we've actually managed to get over them and put the policies and procedures in place to now make every project effective. We will also be interviewing some high-performance individuals that we know and other property investors to also shed some insight into the property investment world. So I'm going to start, mate, by introducing you. Okay. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Of course. So I've done a little bit of revision, nothing major, but three branches, opening a new one, We've got four branches, opening a fifth. All right, you've been going for six years? Uh, 2014, I first set up.
1: So, um, yeah, we're in. We're just now six years with myself and Alex Brady. 500, 696 Google reviews? Uh, now 700 on the Roxon page but we've got over a thousand combined are you the biggest estate agency in Norwich yeah so we set up in 2014 I set up by myself first of all as a sole trader and joined forces of Alex Brady in 2015 so yeah we've now got soon to be five branches across uh, across Norfolk and Suffolk and yeah decent decent team so yeah there's there's still some big independents that are doing a really, really good job as well yeah. but we love what we do and it's it's growing well
0: and after my little bit of revision, um, it seems that you also rugby tackle people to the floor <laughs> who try and steal cars. Is, is that or is that, that not is true? Hell of a fight. How did you find that? <laughs> I had little you bit of into revision. Google typed in <laughs> yeah, yeah. and
1: found it. Yeah, so I was twenty-one, so that'd have been eight years ago, I'm now twenty-nine, and uh, I was at the Mad Moose the old Mad Moose, which is now the Warwick Street Social, literally round the corner from here, and I heard this thud on the car. And there was, a, you know, some day drinking going on. I, you know, wasn't drinking massively myself, obviously, at the time, so I'm such a calm bloke. <laughs> and, anyway, I had to in the car, and I looked over the thing, and this guy was banging on the car in front of me, and I said to him, I won't use the language, but I said, "Oh, stop. And he didn't, and that really wound me up, because I felt like, oh, I've told you, you, know, you should stop. stop.
0: <laughs> I, <can't, yeah. laughs> I,
1: I, I use other language. And uh, he didn't, he broke into the car, grabbed a Mulberry handbag, and started going off and for whatever reason it really wound me up so I hopped over the fence went chase after him and he was quite quick got in my car I then drove down the road about 200 yards got out of my car took him to the floor nice and I pinned him down for about 5-10 minutes till the police came and they arrested him and took a statement so yeah strong ma- move made the EDP but it was horrendous because <laughs> for some reason in the report they put in Norwich footballer or local footballer and my mate absolutely <laughs> cane me for the, they- like even still, I still they still oh Norwich footballer
0: is, uh, playing amateur on a Sunday. <laughs> that is really really funny. Yeah, so they still came for it. So uh, yeah, good find. So as I um, butchered your introduction a little bit to begin with, I'll let you introduce
1: yourself. That's cool. So um, I'm Jamie Miners. I'm 29. Uh, I was brought up in Norwich and well Thorpe St and Andrew specifically, and yeah, I, obviously now I own Miners and Brady Estate Agents with my co-director Alex Brady. We've got five branches uh, a team of about 46 people now full-time yeah. so it's a you know decent local operation and yeah i still live locally myself so our aim is to keep pushing on keep growing the brand uh, I still renovate houses on the side sometimes as yeah. well and you know build a decent network of people around us who, who you know
0: like yourself want to do well want
1: to have fun and want
0: to try and
1: better their lives yeah
0: all right so what do you think then initially enabled you to become a success like was there anything in particular you know, why do you think that you've sort of been successful, where people in your class at school may not have been, you know, same lessons, same education, cool. what what different you from other people? God, it's a long one to answer. One is our obsessive nature. Myself and Alex are obsessive. We're obsessed
1: to win, we're obsessed to do the right thing, we obsessively... Uh, I suppose analyse our business every day even though we're very successful and we're market leaders wherever we go we still for us it isn't good enough it's always about improving our photography or our processes or our training with staff or even being self-critical about things we do we're constantly analysing and some may say well you've got your car you've got your house you've got you know your lifestyle that most would want why aren't you happy well we're happy but we always want more and that obsessive nature to do more is what has got us to this stage and has taken us
0: further. So do you have weekly meetings then to kind of discuss things that have gone well, things that haven't been quite so well and try and analyse it that way? Or uh, It's almost daily. On WhatsApp, we are daily
1: trying to rectify things and we're, we're daily saying what could we have done better there? What went wrong there? And how can next time that not go wrong again? And it's those constant tweaks of, oh, okay, we lost keys on that day, horrendous. Okay, yeah. how can we stop that process from happening again? What What could have been done better?
0: I must say, even on that, we had a breakfast before recording this and you, one of your colleagues called up and I heard the way you spoke to them. And that's a good, you know, find the root cause of the problem. And, you know, you were steering them to almost think about what had happened. Yeah. Pushing them in the right direction, which is really good to mentoring. hear. Essentially, yeah. it's
1: mentoring. You know, and however you look at it, as directors, our job is to obviously run a business, but we've got amazing people that work with us, and we're very lucky to have them. But you've got to mentor them. Yeah, they're, they're not they're not as experienced as us, and you've got to talk them through each stage and support them and guide them. Because ultimately, it's going to end up we're going to have more money over it and yeah. better business over it. But actually, you get a nice self efficacy of saying that guy is a really good guy. We've given him great training. He's loyal to us, we're loyal to him. And it's, it's a it's a lovely relationship to have. Yeah. So that that
0: works really, really well for us. And then you end up creating, you know, a company full of people with the same sort of beliefs, the same passion. Everyone's all on the which, same page. Which for us we found in the first
1: lockdown. Because lockdown one came, I'll be honest with you, there was our first biggest stumbling block we had as a business. And at the time it was like shit this could go wrong you know we could lose our business over the pandemic because you know it wasn't going to happen and we sat down with the key people and said look guys i'm really sorry this is about to hit the fan we're going to have to look at some pay cuts we're going to have to look at you know sorting out what we do with the business furloughing most people and the team were so supportive and so cool about it and they weren't obsessed over their own money because right, we had okay. a culture that wasn't just about them and their own money, it was a company culture that was about us as a group and us as togetherness and us all moving in the same direction. And when you've got that movement of people doing the same thing, it's so powerful. Yeah, It's so, so powerful. It's more powerful than money, because you cannot
0: buy that. And if you didn't put the effort into your staff like, like you do. Yeah, we, we, we would have, people would have, yeah. People would have been annoyed, people would have left, people would have yeah, been you know, disgruntled. Really, yeah yeah. But people were happy
1: to take small pay cuts or, you know, ultimately be furloughed, which a lot of them did have to be at the time,
0: to to survive. And people were just just totally reasonable and cool with it. So it was amazing. Which is actually incredible, isn't it? When you think, you know, the hard times that people did have to face for you to create that sort of culture that everyone takes that attitude with you when something bad does happen. And then at that point... There's a lot to be said for that, isn't it? It is. And at that point, my my pride levels rose.
1: Yeah. Because I thought, wow, actually, we actually have created something amazing. Not Makes just, you realise. Not just money-based, but actually that has meaning and has purpose and it's fun as well. So, yeah, yeah, awesome.
0: No, that's really good. So do you think that there's any reason that you push yourself harder than anyone else to become the person you've become? Deep here, but... A lot of it stems back
1: to, I suppose, some pain in perhaps childhood. You know, pain years and years ago, uh, I I had a a strange upbringing. um, And I suppose pain from there put fire in my belly for many, many, many years. And it really gave me energy constantly to go and work nine to five, obviously more so. And then after that, renovate a house and then wake up and do it all over again every day. I think everyone's got their pain and their root
0: cause of why they do something. So more, for your up, more from your upbringing, maybe. You think?
1: Like you, what, what, what gives you? Yeah, you know, what gives you the drive? Yeah, exactly
0: the same. What is it? Yeah, from yeah. your um, just want them more, really.
1: But is, but is it a case of other kids had more at school, or is it a case of yeah, y- your mum or dad, or what, what, what's that? Your brothers? S- something normally There's stems something inside that. you, isn't there? Yeah, but what is it's that? It's quite a
0: hard one to really. I think I've grown up always wanting more. So always um, had a good. There's nothing wrong with my childhood at all. Had a good childhood. So I was about 16 then we had something sort of quite bad happen in the family my dad passed away at quite a young age so that was kind of a driving force almost but that wasn't it you know before that kind of something deep inside me where you just there was no sort of real thing that happened in particular that from that day you know there was this wild discovery it was always just deep in my it was almost like I don't so I've got vision boards and things like that but Oh, a little leaf in your drink. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We're getting deep there. I didn't want to start to choke. Excuse the leaf. (laughs) Um, And a tissue. So it's like, I do write vision boards and strategies and things like that, but it's kind of like, almost like I don't need to, I know what I'm doing, I know what I need to be doing, that's kind of within me. Yeah, but then
1: something will stem that, so psychology will will open that up and say, well, actually, before 16, something made you like that, and then at 16, you know, your father passing away, maybe that was a uh, a viewpoint where, okay, I've now got to step up as a man and and think about providing. Because you, you go back to deep here, but tribal times, when you know, the man passed away, the other son had to step up and go and hunt for food. Yeah. That is a similar way. And maybe that partially helped stemmed the fire in the belly, maybe. Yeah. I don't know.
0: And just to be, um, you know, not to be working until you're sort of 60, 65. I've been working with people recently and they're, you know, pushing on for 65, not able to retire. And I don't want to be like that. You know, I want to try and provide for my family, like you say, and take me and my wife out of work and just live a good, happy life, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a guy
1: yesterday, and I've got to be careful how much information I give. But um, <laughs> yeah. he had a property which was worth several million pounds that we went to value. Lovely, you know, lovely property, lovely situation. But he was uh, in his sixties, and he said life's too short. Yeah. He's had the Rolexes and the cars, and he had the Rolls Royce and all the cars you can have, and all you know, all the lovely things you can have in life. And he said it was amazing. I had an amazing life, but I've realised now life's too short. Yeah. I've got to go play more golf and see family more and friends more yeah. and finding a business that and like like your business, you know, being able to have multiple properties to rent them out to earn an income to then go have spare time and do other things and live a life and that's an awesome life to then try and create
0: for yourself. So I suppose looking back actually to that point, I suppose when my when we find out my wife had breast cancer for the first time probably four years ago, that was a main mm. driver to think right. I was already doing property then, but then I really sort of stepped up and thought right, life is short. Sure you know she's fine now healthy now but you know you then realize that the small things in life taking the dogs out for the walk you know in the day or meeting someone for coffee or you know not being at a job for 50 or 60 hours a week, you know, living for one holiday a year. That's not what life's about, is it? No. And I think going back to
1: that for me is my my dad, he still works seven days a week. Yeah, He's in his 60s, works seven days a week. He doesn't need to financially but he does it because that's just his obsession. But for us as as children and the family, you never get to see him, we speak to him. Yeah. And I've now got a little one on the way and I think, I don't want my, my kid to think that of me. I don't want my child to think I'm never around or I can never speak to them. So for me, when they're growing up, I wanna be able to have time to see them and do things and actually have a relationship. And the more I put into this business, which I have done, you know, fortunately, financially it's been very comfortable, and we're growing it. But I can still dip out a day like today, and on a Friday, chipping here, having orange juice, and you know, it's, it's okay because it's still doing its
0: thing. Yeah. So. It's so not- you can kind of be working on the business instead of sitting in the office and. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I rarely now work in the business in terms of selling houses, booking valuations. I'll still dip in if there's a problem and sort yeah. help help problem solve, but my job is to train the team, yeah. mentor them, trying the best out of people work on our
0: brand overall be the vision
1: yeah and and me and my business partner do it very well i think and and we bounce our ideas off one another
0: so did you deep down then also sort of stemming from that did you always know from a young age you'd be successful was there something inside you that you just knew you were going to be a bit different
1: i remember winning this award at school and it was the most, most well behaved. It was most likely to go to prison. <laughs> no know I also won the award of most likely to become a millionaire. Oh, right. In the okay. same year. So I looked at it and thought, well, am I gonna be one yeah, or the yeah. other? I wasn't too bad, I was just a bit cheeky at school. Um, As everyone is, I think. Yeah, yeah, just you know, no, I wasn't you know, I didn't do them too bad, I never got expelled or anything, but um just a bit cheeky and tried to push yeah. the boundaries. But uh, I was lucky I found something that I love doing because we've all got this energy inside us. That needs to be channeled. Yeah, and if you don't channel it in the right way, You can become deep, dark, path, or you can put it in something amazing
0: and get something amazing out of it. You have to be careful, don't you? I was quite, my wife luckily reigns me in these days, but I was quite. Quite an addictive personality. So say, for instance, like for an example, we went go karting, yeah, but I know one. And I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to buy a go kart. <laughs> yeah, so what, gonna, yeah, what do you mean you're going to? What you mean you're going to buy a go kart? Of course you're not. All oh, right, yeah, maybe I'm not. You know, uh, any slight thing yeah, that I do yeah. that I'm moderately good at. It's like, right, that's me. Yeah. Sorry, Lewis. You know, I've just uh, yeah. just bought a cart. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, like um, we went paddleboarding once. Like, I love that. I'm going to buy two paddleboards. She's like, why we've been once? Do you, do you watch films then as well? And let's say you
1: watch, I don't know, a film about, uh, let's say Rocky Balboa or Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting boxing I'm starting, But yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the hook, isn't it? Yeah, easy influence. He wants signing duty and sign up to the police. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've spoken before about the training that you give your staff and sort of how you mentor them. Yeah. What can you tell us a little bit more about the training that you actually give them? So in our industry, in,
1: and in sales industries, a lot of businesses, and it's a very uh, Richard Branson style way, but a lot of businesses are worried about training their staff so well in case they go and leave and do their own thing. Whereas, well, my viewpoint is, if you're not training them well enough, they're gonna give a poor level of service to your business and it's not great to have around. Right, my okay. viewpoint is you train them just as well as you can, as, as best you can, give them all your information, and as long as you're loyal to them and treat them well, they won't need to leave because they'll wanna stay with you and go on the journey. Yeah. So. The training for us, but always really open. I want everyone to know everything I know. I'm really open. I've got nothing hidden. I want yeah. everyone to know as much information as possible. So we went through a phase, and we we actually did 7am training sessions on a Tuesday, every yeah. single Tuesday. Uh, you had to enroll on it like a gym gym class, right? Okay. right? Obviously it's free. We don't to charge people for our own training. <laughs> but um, they rocked up, and it was non compulsory. Yeah. Okay. And some weeks we'd have 20 25 people wanting to come to get up at 5.30 to come do training before work yeah.
0: in a state agency. I mean, I've never heard of that across Norfolk or anywhere else. Did that then, I said the people that were turning up, did you then kind of think, right, they're going to be people that are good good team players and they're going to be sort of the ones you're going well, to promote early on? It almost rotated
1: or? because each training session was on something different. So one might be booking the perfect valuation. One might be tying the offer. You know, you've got an offer on a house, it's on for two fifty, you've got an offer at two forty. How do you negotiate that offer? How do you yeah. handle the buyer and, and, and look after your seller? Because your instructors look after the seller. How do you how do you manage expectations and, and you know deal with the nitty gritties, oh, I'm not paying more, or that's my best offer? You, you have to train yeah. that. You can't you don't just learn that. You can't just you don't just pick, pick up the phone straight away. Yeah, and- you have to actually train on, on how to handle you know people and problems. Yeah. Um so we'd have uh, sixteen different things I'd train people on. Did you how did
0: you come up with that? Did you and your business we sat
1: there and said right what do you want everyone to be doing booking that doing that doing that doing that anything else we can think of yep put it on the list and then we then took the things off the list that weren't needed because it all stems back to the end goal the end goal for, for you build a massive portfolio, I'd imagine, of properties, yeah. um, bring the income in, but give an amazing service while she'd do it. So yeah. you have to think of the end goal and work backwards. Yeah. And for us, we can't hire other agents who work for other companies, because they're not good enough.
0: Yeah, so you it, have to train them it, your it, own mind. 10,
1: 15 years, right? We were interviewing people in, in the industry for 30 years and they were terrible. Yeah. They were just, I was, things they were saying, I was saying, I, I don't want you working for our brand, you can't work for us. <laughs> It's 30, crazy, isn't 30 it? 30 years in, you're not, you're not good enough. Yeah. And you want crazy money, and you're not. Sh- so we had a real problem because we want to expand 10, 20, 30 branches. We want to grow across the country. That's our ambition now, is to really push boundaries. But to do that, you've got to have branch managers. And to do that, you've got to have great negotiators. And to do that, you've got to have great people. Well, you can't hire them. What are we going to do? Right, we're going to create our own little training academy. Yeah. We're going to call it a development programme, and we're going to have it every Tuesday, and we're going to start this process. And it's worked awesomely well. Yeah, it sounds amazing. So we've got five branch managers, um, four of which we've, we've trained to be branch managers. Yeah. They've never never managed before, but we've trained them up, and they're now all market leaders. So it's like their own areas. little internal army, almost. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so it is, and, and people call it a cult. It's really weird. Right, they okay. call it the Miners and Brady cult. Right, okay. m cult. One guy's actually got his own uh, Miners and Brady tattoo on his I arm. Think his own, uh, on his I, arm think, his own, uh, his I arm. think I've said that on your Instagram, A board tattoo.
0: Yeah, That's yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's dedication. Have you not got one?
1: I've not yet, no, to be fair. But um, two other lads are talking about getting their own Miners and Brady tattoo, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think you need to you
0: need to step up and get one. I'd say <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you need to. Don't you? <laughs> no, legs, I really like, like that with the training thing. You don't hear that too often. So no, it's quite, you know, you're physically there. You I'm there to milk with Alex, it.
1: and we are doing it and
0: organizing it. And I'll
1: spend two, three hours sometimes making it. And Even the way like,
0: you're teaching them people as well is a great. Um, you know physically for them as people they're learning how the right way to do stuff so they're learning sort of life skills transferable skills as well so you're putting a lot of effort into that you know you don't you know i've sort of been employed and stuff and the employers won't be doing anything like that no training you know they're literally they want you to just perform as best as you can with the littlest effort from them as possible and that's it
1: but a lot of that stems down to the lack of long term vision longevity yeah. because they're in it for one year two year three years so I won't name another agent but let's just say XY state agents yeah. and let's say the branch manager there they don't care about training the staff because they don't want to be there forever and it's not their brand and they don't give a monkeys whereas for me it's my brand it's my name above the door and because we've instilled that into the managers yeah. they treat it like their own business yeah, and that's so rare but it stemmed from years ago of starting the process. And you have to start. There's no quick wins. You have to start that process. And, put the time and, in. and yes, isn't, there's no shortcuts.
0: That That is how it is. Yeah, which is good to hear. I think quite a lot of people get um, sort of caught up and thinking, oh, yeah, I want to be the next millionaire in, in a year. But it just doesn't... And that's the young generation. Yeah, you need time, Unfortunately, because it? of Instagram.
1: Yeah. Whereas you... You know, you put so much time and work into your properties. They're yeah. quality properties. Even the, the bike idea, I'm not sure if we can say it on here. <laughs> no, 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 you can't really do no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Of course uh, you can, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the idea that you've got your student properties and you're going to have a branded uh, high quality bicycle for them to use yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Because th- those people living in your property are going to feel, right, wow, this landlord actually cares. Yeah. So they're going to look after and your it's property a better. difference. They've got a better quality of lifestyle because they can use a bike. Yeah. Your branded bike goes around, but they, they're they then going to care more about your property. Yeah. So I've got buy-to-let, and uh, the ideal word, Christmas comes around, drop a bottle of Prosecco on their yeah, door yeah do that as well it's yeah. so small
0: and they love it they're, they're so grateful I was talking to someone and he's like well why do you do that I wouldn't bother I wouldn't bloody bother wasting so you see a bit that's why you're not doing it you just don't get it like, yeah. don't worry don't worry it's Don't. Yeah, it doesn't really people are quite quick aren't they to kind of give their opinions and like well why are you doing that it's like well why does it bother you, you yeah. they do that because they the, cause it makes them feel bad that they haven't done that that's yeah. why they say that's that it's a strange um, yeah just to give everyone insight, we're kind of sitting in the middle of a pub garden. Yeah, I so probably... looking at us thinking, what on earth are we doing? So it's all wow. cool. We'll just push on anyway. Yeah, not yeah just crack on. So obviously we spoke about your training that you give your stuff. Have you ever been sort of um, coached, business coached, or is that just from being in the business for so long? I've,
1: I've never had sort of per se the, the, any sort of training like this, but I think when you're obsessive about something and you want to be better at something and whatever that is, whatever industry you're in, if you want to be better at something the people you're around who are good at it yeah. you just obsess over you learn over yeah. you listen to their calls you listen to how they deal with people you learn about how they handle problems so i was going to appointments with other bosses who i worked for and they weren't actively giving me the training but they were just doing something and because i was so obsessed over how they did it you'd think oh next time i'm going to try that method or you try sort of that, took thing. that and
0: then change it slightly to be better and yeah i tried to
1: yeah yeah, so there's no set training I had, but I, you know, I worked for other companies. I worked for Pim and & Co, and I worked for d and I worked for Sapien, you know, companies yeah. that um, were independents, and you just learn little bits of little people. Yeah. And the more you can meet different people, even me meeting you today, the bike idea, what a cool idea. Yeah. It's awesome. And I might- Have a load of, of Miners & Brady bikes hanging yeah, over Yeah, but you, you, ta- good yeah, you take little- And obviously, we are opening up on Unthank Road, run on Unthank here, it's two doors along for William & Florence, and we might get a, now it's a little branded It's a nice little location for it, yeah, people to use. So now I'm thinking, great, Miners & Brady, Ready, spray painted bike little basket sitting yeah, outside yeah. the shop
0: that looks cool doesn't it yeah I'm, I'm actually going to do that Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks to you no, <laughs> you should do that because it's a nice location yeah. as well for people to bike around and why wouldn't you do that yeah it'd be cool it's nice isn't it bike, so, to, bike to viewings Yeah. <laughs> alright boys <laughs> yeah, lads. so talk to me about comfort zones what do you do you like to Sort of sit, you know, be comfortable and do what you're doing, or do you like to try and break the mould and keep on pushing yourself to be uncomfortable? What do you, what's your, just what are your thoughts on comfort zones, really? I think you go through cycles,
1: and I think we go through cycles as a business where we try, and as we call, hold our position, where we're not trying to expand that second because you're trying to solidify what you're doing. Yours could be you've got three projects on the go you want to make sure they're done to the right standard done properly and then you'll think about pushing boundaries let's say as humans and creatures we like being comfortable yeah we're actually built to be comfortable which we, you know, we try and yeah, yeah, do Yeah, I 100% agree with yeah. that, yeah. So you have to have that motivation and yeah. everything stems in life from that motivation. We, we talk about loads in our business. Why does the seller want to move? Why does the buyer want to move? They're upsizing. What's their motive? No, basically. no upsizing isn't a motivation. That's yeah. just an end cause. The reason is because their kids crying every night and the playroom... Uh, there's no playroom, the, the toys are all in the lounge right, okay. and the parents are sick of it so they need a playroom, that's the root cause so your comfort zone, you can only get out of it if you've got the mindset for it but it stems from that motivation and yours, as you openly said your partner sadly had uh, yeah. breast cancer four years ago, Yeah. how did it make you feel?
0: Um, helpless I'd say is the word, you can't, there's nothing you can do to help that person you know, you've kind of just got to be there and take every day as it comes and it caused you pain yeah And
1: you probably felt, thought about it loads and it made you feel sick at times. Yeah. But you probably, I I don't know, felt, right, I've got to do something about this. Yeah. I've got to spend some more time now to make more money. However you break it down for the camera, you want to make more money. Yeah. yeah. And make more time available. So that that particular thing gave you that root cause of pain. Yeah. And that's your motivation. That's yeah. your, that you can now step out of your comfort zone. However, if you hadn't have
0: had that and your life went perfectly well, yeah. that's comfortable. Not much can pull you out of it. I'd probably still be working, still sort of living yeah. for the weekend and because yeah. you're not really just going with the flow. Of course. And that's why those particular things cause pain and those particular things are actually quite useful because yeah. as horrible as it sounds... But it does also make you, I'd say both of us now... Almost like can you hear the birds that like we live' and we're like oh, can you hear the birds and like, but obviously before there was birds singing, but you just don't hear the little things in life so there's I guarantee everyone else we live around doesn't even hear the birds you know they're just so busy and then they just don't stop to It's like when people I see do, people dog walking, but they're on the phone you 're not really going for a walk like to enjoy the walk with your dog you're just you know standing there on you know, whatever you do on Facebook Instagram Of course you know you're not really enjoying the small things in life I so having something big like that happen does actually really impact you and make you take a step back and actually enjoy the little things in life which is nice
1: Usually, and if anyone listening watching if you know your mum your nan your granny watching at home whoever's listening to this whatever that thing is that's hurt you good use it
0: yeah use it for energy use it to fuel you on It's, it's shit it happened but use that thing and don't try and dwell on it you know you've got to use that thing As your pass and as your energy to keep on pushing forward, and not because you can't, you can go one or two ways, and something you could have something like that happen and really take a steep downward hill and you know it ma- impacts you massively or you can use that as your hunger to keep pushing forward and to do better can't you indeed we went in deep here didn't we Sam <laughs> I quite like that we've nice. Gone, it's we've nice gone, to be deep
1: Sam we've gone deep people listening at home on, on wherever Instagram YouTube are you thinking god these guys are pretty god, um, pretty, pretty heavy. deep guys but, but it's open it's honest best way yeah, to it's be nice, and people good to have, will, have an open book people hopefully will relate to uh, different scenarios because obviously your partner had breast cancer yeah. but someone else watching listening or even myself they've, they've all
0: got our things that happen yeah, yeah that fuel you on. Everyone's got their own struggles, haven't they? That's yeah. The thing. But it's good to actually engage and have honest... I don't really like small talks. I'd rather just have an honest deep... Likewise. I was getting a tattoo the up there no, it's you true. know about. But like it's quite quickly the conversation was like, Right, I don't do small talk, let's talk about big deep, deep things and I prefer that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about the wind noise, it's quite a um it's quite a bit of pandemonium. Uh, I, mate. Thought, I thought you'd have hired some <laughs> sort of gazebo <laughs> for us Studio today.
1: <laughs> Yeah. yeah Robert's studio. Alright, so, so it's been um, June, eleventh of June, and we have got all this. Yeah, my hair's blown about quite a bit as well. It's nice though, like an Italian like, you know you look like you're quite got some nice room. Room. Yeah, it's I actually nice. washed
0: it uh, last night for you. Actually. Oh did you? Yeah.
1: Did you condition it as well? I did condition it, yeah. turn the
0: camera off? Oh, <laughs> special. You can smell it afterwards if you want. Um, so, how did you and Alex, your business partner, first meet? And to anyone starting a business, would you recommend partnering up with somebody? Or do you think going alone is sometimes okay as well? Or for you, how is that? Definitely partner up. Yeah, yeah de- I mean, everyone's got their own
1: psychology and... F- You know, situation. Partner up was the best thing I did. Yeah, Alex is awesome.
0: Is he good at one half
1: of the business, and you're good at the other half? Or do you generally we're better at different things, and we stick to those things as much as we can? We do overlap, but I I went by myself first of all. I was a sole trader in uh, 2014, December. So yeah, 2014, Miners and Co. Okay, original. Yeah, had to go for that. <laughs> ah, original, and um, we did right. You know, we we, we listed some, I some houses, got some business on, but it just wasn't. It wasn't the same. We missed the buzz, missed the fun, and you know he's better at certain things, and he was going to set up his own business called Alexander's. So did you first um, work together at another site? never worked together. Okay, bold very very bold never worked together but we worked as competing agents so I was out on the road valuing he was out on the road valuing we were both winning business we knew how good the other person was because clients would give feedback and I you know we went for a beer and he asked some advice on how to set up a business so I said here's what you have to do we had a good little one to one we got on really well and I said look mate I'll be honest with you Saying it by yourself is really fucking hard yeah i don't know if i can spare on here or not but I'm yeah, it's, yeah. it's really fucking hard right you will have days where you're in tears yeah. your blood you have imposter syndrome where you're not good enough to do it it will it will break you yeah. right and it's hard work but if you do it with someone else yeah. we can bounce the ideas we can share the pain we can go on a longer journey and we both rolled the dice and did it yeah and i mean Back then, we had probably 10 hours for sale. I mean, we were probably, I don't know, turnover, over, I don't know, 150 grand a year, whatever it may yeah. be. And now we've got a business that will probably turn over five million pounds yeah. this year. So we've gone from me doing not a lot by myself, yes, I own all the company, so big to now uh, uh, probably a five million turnover business where In six I, years. I never would have got there without him. He yeah. never would have got there without me. And we openly say, God, oh, we were fucking lucky, yeah, yeah. we were lucky. I think that's something we were, that you we don't really,
0: I didn't really yeah. comprehend that when I left my job and I thought, yeah, I'm gonna be a full-time property investor because you, I'm not at that say oh, yet right. to buy an office. It's actually just me sitting there in my study alone most days so it's like hmm because mm. I like you know I like getting on with people having a laugh and yeah. don't really get that just your dog barking every time the wind blows and, and I'd go and sell a house in the early
1: days and come back and I had like an administrator in the office lovely lady but just didn't care i go oh I just stole so and so and she's like oh well done and you're like that was why I loved the estate agency yeah. and I always thought it was about the money and actually it wasn't yeah. it's about the challenge and the purpose and the
0: enjoyment and that's what
1: worked for me so tricky
0: yeah I think um Partner up with somebody would definitely be quite a good. It's just good to have somebody there, isn't it? Even just to bounce ideas off. And even in your, you know,
1: in your your business, of you, you know, growing this portfolio? If you've got, for example, you know, one person who's really good at doing the legal work. Excuse me, the paperwork, the yeah. mortgages, the whatever it may be, um, or someone who just wants to invest or whatever, and then you, someone else is better at doing the actual physical work. Yeah. Like, that works.
0: Yeah. Awesome. It enables you both to kind of be good at what you're doing, but then evolve, doesn't it? And then do more of it. And you're kind of then expanding fast, aren't you? You've got two people. You're doing what you're good at. You're doing what you're good at.
1: It's a bit like when we were trying to grow and expand, we were so scared of hiring people. There was only three of us early on, yeah. right? And we were terrified of hiring someone because of the wages and the expense and everything else. And then we, you know, from reading books and podcasts and just listening from other people and meeting other business owners and getting their advice and trying to listen in,
0: invest in people. Like we were saying earlier, that's a mind shift change, isn't it? Like you're actually, you know, that person's working for you a month. And then you're paying them at the end of the month. So I suppose you're on people estate agents, you're paying commission and stuff, are you, so they want to perform well? They get a
1: basic wage and they get, you know, mainly commission, they get some some good money. So, you know, someone in theory for us could get a basic wage of, let's just say 17 grand basic, but our top five earners are probably earning 80 grand a year. Yeah so their basic is let's say 17 grand right, the rest okay. is up to 80 I can't remember the mass that 63 is it yeah 63 yeah. so 63 grand commission in a in a year Yeah. so the, the commission heavily outweighs yeah. the, ba- the basic salary but back to, back to the point of if you can hire people to do their their best role for you yeah. it gives you more time to do things that you're best at yeah. and I was just lucky to
0: have like rugby tackling thieves.
1: yeah yeah I, I was just lucky to have a brother my brother owned um, Boswell's insurance he was a, you know, a business owner um, a close family friend called pete he's fantastic and he's always there in the background yeah. and they're the ones giving little bits of just
0: little nuggets constantly so i suppose in a way when we said the question about mentors yeah, I they even they they're think. not paid yeah, mentors yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, still have got people yeah, yeah, to yeah. Um, ask questions yeah, and definitely. a bit of guidance because yeah, you can't right. keep on um asking your missus for advice they get quite bored quite quickly <laughs> don't they what do you think about this like, just uh, shut uh, up do you the switch uh, off Oh, shut up Hunter's yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. You're such a drag. Yeah. All right. So we've we'll spoken a little bit about the culture at Miners and Brady, but what actually is the culture like there? It's awesome. It's fun. And we have a simple phrase of have fun, make money. So simple. Have fun, you make want? money. Yeah.
1: And when things go wrong, we have a tough month. I'm like, guys, it's cool. Stick to the basics, stick to principles, stick to all the things we know that work, and it'll come good. And it's having that belief constantly in that positive mentality and positive like environment used to do sound like a good employer never perfect yeah. never perfect but it, it, it's, it's worked well for us yeah treatment respects little things buy lunches buy take them out for dinner last night Yeah, not because you have to because actually you want to as well yeah little things and that
0: pays you back doesn't it like we were talking about yeah Definitely we had for Christmas we out.
1: bought everyone um, uh, their own pen with their name engraved on it yeah I've right, seen that Samuel Chick
0: nice pen that but you
1: haven't got CS3 properties on there I'm no not... that's a
0: bit of a shame mate, Isn't well, it? why have you not
1: done that Sam yeah maybe I should upgrade that <laughs> I want you to spray paint the pen Sam and I was uh, hoping
0: that you were going to bring me my
1: own pen but uh, uh, maybe you give that to me I've later. got a Mines and Brady pen in the car to be fair mate <laughs>
0: yeah I was my own personalized name oh and really that, yeah
1: we can and notepads we've got personalized notepads they're awesome so you get a, a notepad yep. a, a yellow backing really quite quality and then their initials on there I well. look forward to that a nice one they're 13, 13 14 quid and I tell you what that means more to someone than yeah. 2, 3, 400 quid yeah. because you've taken the time to order them something personal to them with makes their them feel part on. of the culture
0: isn't it part of the team definitely yeah little things like that go a long way don't definitely they? Yeah, yeah so how did you know you've got that good culture um, you know, where you say everyone's happy, you're personalising their books, personalising their pens, everyone's going out with each other. There's some relationships that we were talking about earlier in the <laughs> office. But how did you initially create that culture? Because obviously people come and, when in my old corporate job, you'd kind of get people that seemed, you know, I used to interview people that seemed great on the interview. And then they'd get the job. Three oh, months down the line, they're a bit of an arsehole. You know, it um, does. Unfortunately, it happens. We've had to
1: dismiss people right, okay. who don't fit the culture. Yeah. There's a classic phrase of fitting or fuck off. Yeah. So do you recognise that, that if, if quite you, early on? Yeah. Yeah, because right, okay. we've had some people interview phenomenally well and then they're lazy and they want to talk about doing a good job but not do the good do, do the good job. Or we had a guy, for example, on a viewing. Nice guy, lovely lad. I'd go for a beer with him. Yeah. He reversed into a client's wall. Lied about it. <laughs> see, no, see, I should Can't, not, right? <laughs> reverse into a client's wall in a wooden sleeper. And the client called up I, I think one of your guys has reversed into my wall oh really? I will find out spoke to the guy on the viewing no no I didn't do that the seller's like well look you, you, your guy has reversed into my wall yeah, it's yeah. quite clear 100% got, and the guy's like I you know, the, viewer, the guy worked for me he was yeah. like I swear on my mum and dad's life <laughs> I did not reverse into I have no idea what you're on about and then we had to go back and so say I'm really sorry the guy's pretty adamant he didn't do it and he said ask him one more time so I did I went back I so said yeah absolutely anyway the guy sent over a video with camera evidence yeah. of him reversing in getting out the car looking at the damage getting back in and driving off yeah that's horrific isn't it yes and, and for our brand we lost that house sale he obviously disinstructed yeah. us and we had to let him go because it was like yeah fair enough yeah. I'm not surprised I'd be pissed off as well yeah. and that doesn't meet our expectations and standards but it happens <laughs> and we lost three four grand out of it If he'd have said, oh, I did do it. I'm really, really sorry. How can I help remedy it? People are cool. People have got no problem whatsoever. They've got a problem with the bullshit
0: that goes with it. That's bizarre, isn't it? I don't understand people that won't just say... You know what? I fucked up. I'm sorry. And then it's a lot. It's easy. It's easy to then pivot from that. But often that's young. Often that can be a younger culture
1: because they've not been educated or mentored through life yet and experienced it. So by hiring younger people, you give them opportunity. You train them well. They're loyal. They're hungry. They can make. And people make mistakes. It's okay
0: to make a mistake.
1: But trying to, trying to instill that into people early on. Why don't schools do it? Don't know. Why don't schools do that early on? We learn about... Yeah, you're not allowed to make mistakes at school, Like you? You're yeah. just, you, If you make a mistake, you're thick. You know, you yeah. don't get it. It's, it's wrong. It's not like that, Why actually? not create a culture at school where if you make a mistake, put your hand up and you won't get detention or whatever yeah. it may be because you're saying, yeah, I, I fucked up here. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But we don't. We create this strict, uptight culture
0: where everyone's trying to evade trouble. Yeah. And then when it comes to real life, trouble happens. And they don't know how to... Absolutely you just get, you know, they think they're going to get a detention or whatever, you know, it's just not, um, a real, life gonna, scenario. just really. going to
1: write to, uh, the, uh... council. Yeah. Yeah. Just add up them to this, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't really agree with how schools are because unless you're, that's the same as I was doing something the other day and there was this, a massive, like investor pack that it was all incredible. And I showed it, to... I didn't put it out, but I showed it to somebody. They're like, oh, it's really good, but there should be an apostrophe there. No, it didn't say it was really good. They said, oh, there should be an apostrophe there. And I was like, all right. there, yeah, you're right. But what do you think you know it's kind of yeah. like one mistake and that was the thing that was brought up instead of like the 99% of the thing is good of course it's only the 1% that you've done wrong that people um, point yeah, out yeah, which I find quite strange it's frustrating so how many people did you say you employ at the moment then I just check my phone it's really
1: bad isn't it we've got a whatsapp group with everyone in let oh, okay. just check by the way that's awesome if you ever want to run a business properly honestly a whatsapp group with everyone in to lift the mood or to find information or to just get an answer yeah. quickly is awesome about 45, 46 and you need to check how many have we got in here oh we've got 48 in
0: here so 46 of us
1: Okay, 48 of us overall including, including me, you Alex. Alex. yeah yeah
0: so does that sit in the back of the mind when you're making sort of big de- you know with coronavirus and stuff like when you're making a big decision does them 46 people sit in the back of your mind do they deter what decisions you make they did in the early years, but we're fortunate now we've got a big cash flow. Yeah. We're
1: you know, the cash flow in the bank is comfortable so it, it gives us more confidence. Okay. In the first three, four years, we didn't have that confidence. Okay. Because you're terrified. You're so worried about money coming in, money going out, yeah. and you're freaking out and you're like, Oh, I've made the wrong decision and what well, if that goes wrong and I'm gonna lose it all and it happens, mate. It it'll you be the used to cash day.
0: flow that then, constantly be trying to work out what you're in going to, going to Yeah.
1: Around. And you're phenomenal by the way, I mean, you know, you and your spreadsheet are so so yeah particular to what you do, in our business there's so many variables yeah. and you're relying on, you sold a house, or you think you sold a house, it's going through it's a five, ten 10 grand for whatever fee may be, yeah. sometimes 15 grand, right? And then it falls through after six, seven, eight months worth of work. You can't forecast those things properly. No. So tricky to forecast. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you have to just look at numbers. What, what, what are we spending each month? What's coming in each month? So I don't think of 46 people ever. I think of our costs are X. Yeah. We're currently bringing in that and we've currently got that in the background it looks healthy.
0: Every time that something falls through, it must hurt your heart a little bit after that. Does that get, has that got easier since yeah, you've been def- going on for longer? definitely. And it gets easier. and, and The confidence, because you don't, you've been there, you've done
1: it. Yeah. In 2016, there was me, Alex, Adam and Lee. And Lee was a trainee, and Lee now runs my best branch. Right, okay. Which awesome. So four years on, he's now... Which Brandon branch Brunch. is that? Roxham. Oh, okay. But 2016, it was October or November, and... In one day, it was Black Friday, not good Black Friday, and we lost a third of all of our pipeline, right? In in throughs in a day. It was just a coincidental, horrendous day. Nothing led to it. There was no there was no fault. There was it was purely a horrendous coincidental day. And we lost a third of our business of our business in one day, pretty much. It's right?
0: almost worse that, isn't it? Because there's nothing that you can tack or change to improve that. It was just a one-off. It was just,
1: honestly, and even now I said and analyze, what could we have done better? Could we have, and honestly, I, it was, it was chains. Chains fell apart. It was really tricky. So well, I had to go for a two-hour drive. And I had to think, do I actually want to do this anymore? Yeah. Can I handle this anymore? Can I handle the pressure and the emotional stress of it? Because in one day, you've gone from being comfortable to shit. Your margins are tight here and actually your cash flow is not looking good and actually you're, you're soon going to be spending more than you're actually bringing in. Yeah. And yeah that two hour drive was hard that was not easy makes you question life I did yeah you know you debate everything Do I should I run away and go travelling or should I just move to London you know you, you, all this imposter syndrome kicks through your body
0: Yeah. and people yeah. who talk to me say there's no way you are like that you're always confident yeah of course I'm confident but you still have those tough moments how do you combat that now then when you start to when them feelings start to come through how do you think right Jamie you're okay this this and this do you is Podcast, there a recognisable thing
1: podcasts help books help but reminders. Yeah. You've been here before. You've done that already. Yeah. Sam, as harsh as it is, your dad passed away when you were sixteen. You dealt with it. Your partner, your wife, yeah. got breast cancer four years ago, you dealt with it. Yeah. So all these bad things can happen, but actually having belief in yourself, saying, Do you know what, I can deal with this. Yeah. I can handle this. I can I can get this now you know, I can yeah, overcome yeah. this. It's it's that you've just got to remind yourself and talk it in your head. And next time for you, something Unfortunately for you, we'll go wrong again. Bad. Yeah. You'll crash your car, your health, you might break your leg, your arm, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you'll think, Oh, can I do this anymore? But then actually you'll go it's really not that bad. Well, I dealt with that, so I can deal with that. And for me personally Good life um, skills. My mum ran away right, when I was okay. ten. So I didn't see her for eight years. She was in and out of hospitals and all sorts. And I always go back to Well if if I can deal with that, I can deal with this. How did that affect you then at the top when you were ten? Did you really understand what was going no, on or not probably not really. No, I found it a bit funny, weird weird at the time, cause that was my way of dealing with it. It was like, oh, it's quite a jokey thing. And later in life... Did other
0: people joke about it then? or Did you joke about
1: it? No, I think the family were quite cautious on, oh, shit, what's going to happen now to him? All right, okay. Because I was quite an energetic kid. And, oh, what's going you know, to happen? Is he going to, you know... Yeah become a weirdo or you know do something wrong (laughs) I do have yeah I a weirdo so um no no no, on a serious note whatever you've gone through whatever we've all got our own shit to deal with but whatever you've gone through that thing that thing that caused that that pain when you're in business or when you're renovating your houses or when an investor is looking to buy a big deal and they're unsure something goes wrong and it will go wrong having that self-belief that says I dealt with that so I can deal with this yeah overcomes those
0: problems. and I think that You how I see it is that you're always going to have a problem. Yeah, of course. So as soon as I've got a bit of a problem, you know, only sort of a house renovation problem at the moment. But as soon as I've dealt with this, I know for a fact I'll probably have two days. Right, I think in my head. Awesome. I'm happy now. Ah, Yeah, I'm happy now. How (laughs) early? there'll be a leak you know there'll be something there'll be a builder that's pulled out of me there'll be I lost the house for a purchase there'll be something else around the corner I think it's about how you deal with the problems that kind of makes you the person that you are really Mm. I saw you put a post up on Instagram actually which was about a leak I think
1: I want to say five six months ago maybe less and it was like leak come through the ceiling and it's all over the floor and a lot of people would freak out and go oh my house and you went you actually made a point of saying it's all cool don't worry about it things happen Let's now build a
0: plan to, to yeah, yeah. remedy the issue and get it sorted. That particular leak as well would have made most people lose supply. I think there was actually like five contractors, that big sort of Glasgow lads, electricians, staying in the house and they're like, oh, the house is really lovely but there's water coming through the ceiling it's like nine o'clock at night and there's still water coming through the It's in there, all standing near me I had to call the two there's like seven of us all in this Topic house i like yeah because that's like yeah, yeah. sort of saying well I do need a shower when I'm thinking <laughs> yeah I'm trying to fix it mate just leave it with me so yeah that's quite awkward but then it's just a small in reality that's a tiny problem it would just get fixed you know it is really a small problem but if you're in a slight rut because yeah. of other problems that have accumulated
1: and yeah, built yeah. up and then you get to that situation, yeah. and some people then implode or explode, yeah.
0: and it becomes a massive problem. You almost have to just take a step back, don't you? Like you said earlier, go for a little drive, have a little think, don't answer. I was almost having a, not an argument, but a sort of a debate with somebody over WhatsApp the other day. And it's I don't like sort of speaking like that in WhatsApp, because it can quite easily get misinterpreted yeah. what you're trying to say. So I yeah. to the, He was Antenality. being a bit funny towards me almost, I thought, and then I called him, he's like, quite rude messages he was sending me almost and I called him me. oh hi mate I was like oh hi I thought you were these are absolutely fine but <laughs> you know you can, you can quite easily go one or two Definitely. ways so it's almost best just to try and nip things like that in the bud tonality yeah tonality. We, I mean we, I, I take training
1: on tonality right okay yeah, we, we, we literally train <laughs> on whole sessions on language tonality using positive language yeah. and tonality on body language as well it's crazy yeah, okay. isn't it so on an appointment if your arms are crossed yeah. and folded you know you, you're seen as not connecting the other person yeah. whereas if your arms are open you're comfortable is and that confident. you telling
0: me you'd like me to open my arms yeah so you, you, what's wrong <laughs> I just really really just don't like it really negative energy uh, arms across, crossed uh, <laughs> yeah we'll have to talk you have to train me i you have to train yourself that's right right um, so wow. congratulations on the baby thank you mate and so what Principles, are you gonna try and teach your child like, how do you want them to be? Is there anything in particular that you're gonna take from your childhood, whether that be positive or negative? Like, you know, we spoke earlier about mm. certain feelings that you had or didn't have. Are you gonna try and ingrain that into your child? Yeah, in short, because I, I do waffle on some of these, but in short, why they spend more
1: time with them, make sure yeah. I actually build a relationship with them. How are you gonna make sure them? you do that? Well, I'm fortunate enough that I've got a business that I haven't got to work six days a week anymore yeah. which I did for ten years I can you know I've got the luxury now because I've, I've done the ten years of absolute graft and graft and graft to be in a position where I've got some more flexibility I can spend more time with my, my child and um, hopefully build a relationship and teaching the right things in life but, right, okay. but the right things for me is just do it with passion yeah. love what you do have that drive to want to get better every day and do it with respect as well. Which actually I wasn't respectful from probably 16 to 24, let's say, I wasn't a very respectful person. I was a bit too ruthless and uh, didn't do things in the right way. And it's taken me years to really come out of that weird yeah. you know, childhood situation to then go actually that isn't right and try and evolve. At least you've kind of learned that though. Yeah, but I w- yeah, obviously as I, was, I wish I had a mum and dad that were there all the time yeah. that could have guided me on those things but I didn't so it is what it
0: is. So did you have a good upbringing then in general and do you think that, as whether it be good or bad, do you think that's kind of made you the person that you are today, to be driven and quite ruthless to get to where you are today, basically? Definitely.
1: Without those things happening to me, I would not be where I am today. And you know, often people talk about the idea of not having a, a parent in your life yeah. from an early age. And however I look at it, I try and spin a positive. Good. It helped me. Yeah. It helped me become where I am today. So actually, as messed up as it is, good. You know, it helped me no, I'm be like where too I am. As well, yeah. And I've got a lad that works You have me. to look at it like that, don't you? How else can
0: you look at it? <laughs> you yeah. can dwell yeah. And that doesn't really get you anyway doesn't does it? help
1: your, your mindset no not at all we've got a lad that works for us he's now a group appraisals manager yeah. um, Curtis I've known him since I was about 10-11 he sadly lost his mother when he was about 12-13 and he's he, you know, he went from a time of sofa surfing literally no money to now earning really really good money bought a house for his family but he's got that pain in him that i have and it just pushes him every single day constantly it's just and, within him
0: yeah just uh, he's just an, an animal i think you do notice it don't you you can kind of tell that when somebody's that driven and that motivated. there is sometimes a thing whether it be sort of big or small there's that one it's thing. It's normally big. Yeah. Yeah, it's normally a big thing. It's kind of within them. Yeah, but,
1: but it's within them because it stemmed from something yeah, initially. Yeah, there's always a cause. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's interesting. Really
1: yeah, but n- people are very cautious because they don't like opening up. It's vulnerable. Yeah. Opening up about it is
0: is tricky, but I, I personally find it really therapeutic. It's good to talk about stuff as well because if not, you're kind of just a closed book and that kind of, eat, whether you think it eats up inside you or not, it does. And then you can, it doesn't then take too many things to kind of go wrong. Someone says something and before you know it, you've kind of gone from here to here they're just talking about things is nice isn't it yeah, yeah the diet coke effect as they call it diet coke can
1: so you shake a diet coke can once not a problem shake it again not a problem shake it again not a problem if you keep shaking it eventually that will just explode right okay if you just let it out a little bit it's not a problem but it's that Diet Coke can kind of thing. You keep shaking something, you don't let, in, you don't let it out, it'll compress and yeah, yeah. compress
0: and then eventually... And build up to something that shouldn't have ever yeah, been. indeed.
1: God, we've gone deep
0: here today, haven't we? <laughs> That's nice, isn't God, it?
1: we've gone for a little breakfast and <laughs> people are on us thinking, <laughs> bloody hell. Play on a counseling yeah. session? They're just called uh, Mind Charity to make sure <laughs> we're not going to go and yeah, <laughs> drive off a bridge or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the car in a train <laughs> track. Yeah, so, sorry, honey. So do you have a daily routine then or are you just, you know, so you wake up in the week, have you got a set time, you get up, set sort gym sessions and things like that? I used to now I don't because I get bored of it too okay. easily
1: uh, a lot of people like their routine I, for me my, the things I like to keep simple are strangely what I wear Yeah. so I always wear a similar Ralph Lauren shirt yep. and chinos or same sort of shoes because I yep. don't think about it they're clean they're iron they're there um, I always try and get three or four sessions in a week of training because I help. that helps my mental health and make yep. sure I can keep on the right path is
0: that training for oh, just physical gym sort of yeah, training? yeah I play football still and still kick a ball about and yep. enjoy it
1: and you need that, you, you need something out of your obsession that's going to just relax Let you a you little switch bit. off. Yeah.
0: What do you do? What's, what's your switch off? Oh, I've got far too many hobbies to mention. That's my thing is I love a hobby. I started to do, do golf do? lessons the other day. Really? And I had to yeah, my mate was like, that's just a flash in the pan. You're not going to do that. And I've quit them now and I want to do paddle boarding. <laughs> I was into fishing at one point and now like fishing. Yeah I you don't really like fishing, fishing. No, I used to do it and now it's like I went not so long ago with my friend and I was just thinking I went just because he's my friend and he wanted to go but the whole time I was there thinking I'm not liking this at all. I just want to go I just want to be back and do other stuff but I'm kind of half-tempted to buy go-kart now. Like uh, I really, really, for some reason, when you're doing that, right, you, there's nothing else you can think about. So, like, there's so far, you know, you have to be really on the button. Uh, that's all you can do. It's just, just, you're not thinking of anything else, are you? Where are you go kart. So, how did you initially um, scale Miners and Brady then? What was your sort of thing that made you sort of push on and get to where you are today? It's a good question because it's a question that
1: actually, I think, people ask us a lot and they want to know, and that's like the secret. They're like, how on earth have you got a business in an in industry that have try, has tried to go online more so, a purple bricks, yeah. and agents are closing down, and you've got likes of Abbotts that have gone from the biggest company in the country, countrywide, to losing 200 million pounds a year. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, and really? They, they, they lost 200 million pounds a year, and have been bought out by Sequence Homes, who are effectively William H. Brown. Yeah. So how can you? how, how is an independent doing that and breaking the mold and pushing boundaries when, when another, when someone know, else is where, doing that. most are doing most yeah. are restricting? And it's such a loaded question it's like where do you start yeah belief desire hunger good people around you culture give good service just do a good job really simple care yeah do care do a good yeah. job okay so a, a problem kicked up the other day and i overheard it because my my other half she's a conveyancer and she does conveyancing work and she's always has oh, been a problem so it kicked up a fuss a, a, a problem it was like six thirty p.m right and it just really, really pissed me off. This little niggle. I've never dealt with this client, so I called the client up, off a mobile, at home on my laptop. She never heard from me, but she was delighted to hear from the director of Alliance yeah. and Brady. I said, "Look, really sorry." You've got, I
0: bet you've got a really nice phone voice as well. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Can we, we hear it?
1: Smooth Radio. <laughs> <laughs> You're here live on Smooth Radio. Maybe that's something we should do. Sam and J. we should take that up actually. <laughs> and on the drive home, take it easy. <laughs>
0: That was a good one. That, that was a good one.
1: Uh, anyway, this problem, called her up, resolved the problem, and uh, she was just delighted. She was like, "Thank you so much. All I want was an apology because we made a mistake, yeah, and a, a solution." And yeah. she was totally cool. But it was six thirty p.m. You know, we've earned X amount, we've grown X amount. A lot of directors would have gone, "I don't care about that. Yeah, switch I'm, off. I've made my money. I'm not really interested." Six thirty on a whatever nights it was, but because I cared, I was like, "I can't let
0: that go." Things like that that make a difference, doesn't it? Can't let that go. I'd say having that as a um something within you has probably made you be the you know the company you are today caring about the little things yeah definitely you've got to care about the little things because if, if you don't who else will bins overflowing bins and when your staff see you caring about the small stuff that ingrains in them as well definitely they think oh, if you don't care I'm not going to care one of
1: our branches I rocked up to a couple of weeks ago and uh, there was like five bins outside not anything data wise but just like rubbish, McDonald's rubbish and I'm like why are the bins
0: outside Yeah, that just drove me nuts because those small details add up it's yeah. the bigger thing if you've been to Disneyland, Disneyland before notice there's no rubbish anywhere I've been but I haven't there's just so many bins that oh, has no, I suppose. the Well, yeah, you know the reason that. is that there's no rubbish anywhere because there's just like literally 20 yeah. bins within eyesight yeah nice nice uh, little touch and that, and that way when you're walking around you feel good it doesn't feel yeah, like, yeah. yeah. so I don't need to put the work in because they have just got so many bins They don't need a cleaner when did you go? I'm not sure I only went to Paris yeah I think no, I was supposed to go on the year that um, the Twin Towers happened oh right so yes. yeah it's quite like a day before that what so you travel? yeah obviously we didn't make that alright so these ones are basically I know that we're quite busy people and we've kind of gone on of quite long now but yeah yeah but anything important you want to so these ones like, we've got we've got four more questions they're both like sort of quick fire questions so a quick fire yeah so you can answer these how you want You yeah. take them as you want and how you want to answer them basically that's cool what's the meaning of life to you to live a
1: fulfilled happy life and to I think go on a journey alright really simple go on, go on a happy fulfilled journey alright how um, important is legacy to you? Like, lo- really, how important is it? I'd love it to it? say it isn't, but it is. Right, okay. I'd love to say it isn't because that's an ego thing. Yeah. But I'm honest, it is. I want to make sure that...
0: It's okay for it to be an ego thing, though.
1: Yeah, and I'm... And I'm if you admit that. Yeah, I, I admit that is an ego thing. I actually want to pass down a business, and hopefully, in... 200 years to 100 years' time, it says Myers and Brady established in 2014 and they're in the year 2100. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, Oh, my great granddad set that up when he was yeah. 22 years old. Anyone's rugby tackled this feat yeah. who tried to steal a bag? Yeah, and he was the youngest agency owner in the, you know, the yeah, area, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I think oh that'd be awesome. That'd yeah, be cool. That would be awesome. They yeah. shouldn't care because i will be dead anyway, but I just for whatever reason, I, I no, like I'd the idea. Be the same. Of that. I do
0: like the idea of having grandkids and talking about their. You know, that's quite a nice yeah. thing to leave, isn't it? it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. All right. So, what is the last two questions? What is the best piece of advice you've ever received from somebody? Best piece. I'm just not the best
1: piece. The one that sticks in my mind is about decision making. That's not the best piece, but it's the, the piece that I refer back to. So, I can dwell on decisions for ages and I can analyze pros, cons, and I can obsess over it and I can get in a rut over it. And this guy, another entrepreneur, who said, just make your decision within 30 minutes and go for it. Yeah. As long as, you've, as long as you've got all the facts of the pros and the cons, once you've got all the facts and your gut says one way or the other, go with it. Yeah. And actually, Barack Obama in his book has that. It's uh, make decisions on probability. So you have a decision, and it will be sixty percent one way, forty percent the other, and you're toying with it for days and weeks and months, yeah. and you just lose. Just go. With some them.
0: people never ever make that decision. No. And it becomes a really unhealthy. Like that guy I was speaking about earlier. You know, two years ago I met him. Two years ago I met him again, and he's still on the same problem. If it have made the issue not earn as much out of it
1: at yep. that house renovation, but then moved on to another, he'd have earned more anyway. Exactly, yeah. and learned a lot along the way. Yeah, just go with the probability at the time, and if yep. it's wrong, it's wrong. As long as you went with the right intentions at that at time. At that time,
0: because you're not, and with all the information you've got, because hindsight, you know, in a year's time, you might look back and think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But course. then again, that's not a problem because you've acted how you did then because that's you. That's what you yeah. thought the right answer was. Absolutely. All right, worst piece of advice you've ever been given. Last question, make it count.
1: My dad told me, that- 17 years old don't become an estate agent it's a dying industry and you'll never be a good one I never (laughs) took it (laughs) I never took it and I've gone to set up you know five branches so does he now have you just spoken about that since do you know what he never used to sort of respect me as a child and a a young adult he does does now right okay he's seen what we've done and the boards are absolutely everywhere they are everywhere yeah they are everywhere it's like a swarm (laughs) of Minus and Brady balls. and for him it, it shouldn't be but for him it was about earning money And when I got to a stage where I earned more than him, he came out and said, right, it's like the passing of a guard now. Right, okay. You're worth more than me passing of a guard but it shouldn't be like that it shouldn't be about money but for, for, for whatever reason that conversation was like that and he was like right so was like, that within you then or within your dad that feeling not me right okay not me because yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason for him that was his moment where I actually yeah right okay proud. You've, you've now done your thing that I never thought you'd do and you've proved me wrong so in his
0: mental space that was kind of the yeah, tick that, in the box yeah that was
1: and now he's really respectful to me really yeah. calm we have a much better relationship now we get on now we have a you know a, a decent conversation whereas before So you think if you had a you would have just been a
0: normal nine to five, uh, a yeah, normal he, job. Yeah would have, have happened. Yeah.
1: And and maybe that was the real stem and maybe that was the real fire was to try and make someone proud and brilliant. Yeah. Prove Weird, isn't it? Maybe that is We've well, yeah.
0: unwrapped it. We have a major problem. <laughs> weird, It's Like cancelling it? session. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. No, it's good. But thanks ever so much, mate, for your time. It's mate. been great to um, chat. I love the stuff you're doing. Yeah, cheers. Keep pushing out the Instagram stuff.
1: Keep backing yourself like you are, because it's awesome. You're gonna get to where you want to get to. Cheers, mate. I appreciate For that. anyone who's listening who you know wants to get involved with you in terms of investing, oh, awesome
0: opportunities. Yeah, yeah cheers. You're, you're gonna go well and do far, mate. Congratulations on the baby and the new office in Norwich, I'm sure you'll smash it. Cheers, mate. So. I'll see you soon. Cheers, mate. Take care.